Welcome to Fran Path Consulting Podcast. I'm Sam Schweitzer. And I'm Brittany Bodie. And together we are Fran Path Consulting. Good afternoon, Brittany Bodie. Good afternoon. How are you today? I'm good. Glad to have you back. We have not podcasted together. We've been having our team come in and out of podcasting. And so you and I, I don't think, have been in this little studio together in the last four or so weeks, which is awesome to have you back. Thank you. It's so good to be back. But it is. It's been nice to kind of hear episodes of our team and not be the one on the camera all the time. Our team is so talented. So it's been really nice to pull them into some episodes. Yes. And different perspectives. It's been really cool kind of as we've gone through, you know, listing questions and talking about which brands to have on and which groups and all of the different things that go into making these. Our team has had ideas that I don't think you and I would have had, and then different experiences with different brands and folks, et cetera, that it's been really fun to just get a a totally different perspective on what we're doing and what we should be doing, et cetera. So kind of not just on the podcast, but really in our business in general, right? One of the things that you and I knew that we wanted to do from the beginning was just build a team. We didn't want to be just the two of us. Um, We've been really fortunate to surround ourselves with great people. And we talk heavily with our clients about getting to know brands, vetting them, traveling to meet them and get to know their leadership culture. And now that we have a larger team, it allows us the ability to dig in even more to additional brands than you and I would have the capacity to do. So that piece of it is exciting to me. And I think pushing us on process too, pushing us on making sure that we have all of our ducks in a row and that we're thinking through things. And we've been very intentional about creating culture has been really one of the things that I feel like for us anyway, was most important was creating the type of culture that we would want to be a part of in any organization that we were in. And one of the things that I think we said right away was acknowledging how much this position in particular can can take out of a, a spouse out of things because your people aren't asking questions about franchising. They're making life-changing decisions. It may be a Saturday afternoon and you're getting a call. I just saw a competitor to this business in a strip mall. Is this can it support two of these types of businesses as I'm heading to Discovery Day next week? And it's important that we're able to to do that. But it does take its toll on on spouses and you know you have to have an understanding person in your life to be able to to work this type of business certainly yeah you definitely do i mean entrepreneurship being in franchising those things you know are difficult careers you're really helping change a lot of lives and as you talk about spouses and i just think about our team This year, we get to bring our team together at the annual conference for IFPG, the network we're a part of, but we're also flying out spouses to kind of have a mini vacation just to show them their appreciation to or our appreciation for them in how they support our team um, as they continue to grow inside of our organization and help change more lives. Very exciting. I'm I'm probably more excited for that than anything that we're doing this year because it was something that we talked about doing and I think we're two years ahead of when we thought we would be able to have a team large enough to make this happen. And so 
growth is fantastic, but getting to share that growth with people that you care about and that you're so proud of is, is even cooler. And as we talk about growth and making a name for yourself and doing all those things, I think this is a great time to introduce our guest because he's part of a company that has, in very short order, made a big name in the franchise industry. I would, it's my pleasure to have Michael O'Driscoll, who is a very hefty title holder at Homefront Brands. He's the president of franchising and COO. Thank you, Michael, for joining us today. Oh, it's my pleasure. It's great to be here. We are so excited to have you. I mean, you have come out of the gate just really setting the bar in the franchise space and what you guys are building. So why don't you tell us a little bit more about your background and what led you to where you are today? Sure, happy to. So my journey started, as you can tell from the accent, not in the United States. It was, <laughs> it was uh, come from a place a little bit further south than here. It's uh, Australia. I've been working in and around the franchise sector for 36 years, so I'm an old man. Um, this is the fourth country I've worked in franchise business models. Um, it started in Australia. I actually dropped out of uh, university or uni, we call it in Australia, because we like to abbreviate everything. Um, to work for my father. My father was the founder of Australia's largest residential building franchise in the 1980s. So I cut my teeth in franchising very, very early on and kind of got the bug. Um, it didn't take me long to figure out that this was a pretty special way of doing business and an exciting way of doing business because it is what I call next level entrepreneurialism. It's, it's very organized, it's very managed, but it's also very exciting. And uh, I started my journey there and basically bumped along into uh, working uh, at Citibank in Australia. I started their franchise finance business, business for them in uh, Australia. Many, many loans to franchisors and franchisees across all of the sectors over the years. And I got to look at franchising through a purely financial lens, which is also pretty useful. Um, and from there, I got um, decided to get a real job and uh, went and got uh, a job as a chief executive of a franchise company in New Zealand for a period of time and stayed in New Zealand for a few years and was uh, a chief operating officer of a, a large um, hardware retail franchise operation over there as well with a $1.4 billion revenue line and uh, uh, bumped along into, got lucky, got into other franchise systems from uh, consumer rental franchises to um, other building and property services franchises, eventually to board director. Um, I was a director of the Franchise Council of Australia for a while, which is kind of like the IFA in, in Australia. Um, I've, um, I've been lucky. I've done some consulting as well. I um, have advised franchise companies on their international expansion strategies. So a bit of that activity, move brands around the world. Um, it's been a good run. So I've, I've been at it for a while. And now you've landed at Homefront. So would you tell us what is Homefront Brands? What do you do? What can our potential clients, listeners, anybody hearing this, what should we know about Homefront? Yeah, sure. Well, uh, it is a very great place to be right now. I think franchising in the United States is a fabulous uh, investment vehicle for, for any entrepreneur or budding entrepreneur that wants to get into business ownership. Um, Homefront Brands is what we would describe as a brand platform. So that means it has more than one business in its portfolio. We have six. They're all property services related. So it's maintenance, um, it's repair, it's uh, services, you name it, anything to do 
around the home or commercial property. Um, we, that's what we've got. Um, we've been in business since late 2021, but if you looked at the businesses that we own in our portfolio, all of them have been around for five years or more. They're quite well-established um, brands with um, very established uh, systems and processes of, of doing business. There is, what are uh, uh, the criterias? Go on. What are the criterias that you look for? So you've been in business since 2021. You have acquired businesses, brought them into your portfolio that have hmm. you know, five years of history. What is that criteria that you're looking for in a brand to add to the portfolio? Yeah, it's a, it's a really good question. I mean, we do get asked that a lot. Um, it, it's, it's pretty straightforward. Investment thesis, if you will, is that they have to have very strong um, AUVs or um, average unit volume potential. So you're looking for businesses that have the ability to generate more than a million dollars a year in revenue. Um, obviously, it should come with a healthy bottom line performance so that um, people can see what the profit potential of that business is. And they need to be in markets that we describe as being very durable. So they're not so cyclical. Um, they uh, operate in, in property. Property is a massive sector in the United States and, and con will continue to be so for many years. So we wanted to be in business sectors that don't fluctuate a lot, but have the potential for um, a predictable earnings outcome for anyone that wants to invest in them. And they have to be businesses that are easy for people to learn and manage. We didn't want to make them so complicated that you know we have to spend weeks and weeks training people and it took them a long time to get it. We wanted to make it you know straightforward so that an average person on an average day can operate that business successfully. So these aren't people, franchisees that are coming into these businesses are not people from the industries because you guys have all different types of things. You have windows, you have fencing, you have all different those are not yeah. people that are coming in from those industries. Can you tell us what type of franchisees ideally would make Homefront Brands their home? Yeah, and look, that also, that's a great question. So one of the reasons we set up Homefront Brands is rather than doing um, and taking all of this great knowledge that we had, you know, my experience, the founder, Jeff Duden's experience and the management team, which are all very um, well-qualified senior executives that have incredible franchising backgrounds. What do you do with all of that? Well, you you want to run a, an enterprise level business for small business owners. So um, we put it in the bucket of what we call responsible franchising. So responsible franchising is setting everything up that you need to support franchise owners before you have the franchise owner, right? And whereas the more traditional view of franchising might be, you kind of build it as you sign up the franchisees right? because it's a shared capital experience. But we were in a very fortunate position where we had capital, we're privately owned, we don't have any private equity backing us. Um, we had a very clear vision of building, um, taking 10 years to build a 100-year company, is the way we described it. So we want owners that um, they, don't have to, they don't have to run it, they can appoint management or salespeople to run it, um, but they can be owner-operators if they want. So we wanted the broadest possible appeal. Um, it so happens that the premise of starting a, a brand platform is that you can also have what you call dynasty builders. They might get one business and one brand, and then they might see the potential and be successful, and they have an opportunity to build an asset of small businesses inside of one brand portfolio, running to have to run around and buy lots of different businesses and investments. They can build a significant wealth-creating um, family legacy, if you will, 
um, within one brand platform. And that's one of the reasons why we started it. We have six now, um, as you rightly say, they're, they're from fencing to external house cleaning to property inspection to um, kitchen and bathroom remodeling. Um, we have a B2B model that is um, fantastic um, temporary wall um, modular rental containment solutions, um, very unique business model. Um, and we have a pest control business. So they're fairly, with the exception of temporary walls, they're fairly ubiquitous, right? They're, they're not complex to train, not complex to run, and they're in the property space. So given the number of households and properties in the United States, whether it's commercial or residential, it's just a vast marketplace to be playing in. So we wanted to create a business model that had broad appeal, mum and pop running one or two territories through to a dynasty builder that wants to have several different types of build, of, of businesses, but go deep in terms of the number of territories they might invest in in each of those. One of the things that I think is really interesting about what you're doing, and I think it comes from the past experience that you bring to the table, as well as Jeff and the rest of your leadership team, is you're not outsourcing a lot of things when it comes to support. One of the things that my clients are telling me that they love about the brand is that things are integrated, they're in-house. Can you tell us a little bit more about the level of support that our clients would receive in being in your system? Sure, sure. So again, yes, part of our definition of responsible franchising is well, what do we participate in from a functional perspective that helps a franchise owner be successful? So if you think about the spectrum of management functions in any organization, you start with marketing. Um, well, we'll start with franchise development in this case. How do we acquire franchisees? We have a team internally that we've built, um, led by Zach Duden, um, and their job is to find great franchise owners and people to invest in Homefront Brands businesses. And then we have a great dedicated onboarding team, people that are there just to guide people through to training and to opening. Then we have a marketing team whose job is to work with our internal customer contact center, work on acquisition of the customer on the franchise owner's behalf. And then we have what we'll call the operational support, which incorporates learning and development. So we train people at the start and then on an ongoing basis. We have an online learning management system that facilitates that. And then we have um, the operational support. If you look at our brand presidents, they're very experienced franchise executives. They know how to help a franchise owner start and grow their business into something substantial. Um, and they have a team underneath them as well. And then we have um, a large internal um, IT function. Um, we own our own data. Um, we own our own data lake. We produce performance dashboards for franchisees. We do that in partnership with vendors but nothing is outsourced. Everything is internalized here. They might not all sit in the Charlotte office, otherwise they'd be hanging off the rafters, but <laughs> we, have them, we, have, we have them spread around the place. Um, but they're all employees of Homefront Brands that, that participate in all of that functional support for the franchise owner. Which is huge. And you don't see that very often. And I think it goes back to being incredibly well capitalized and then the experience of that team. Mm. And when you're looking at a franchise, from a franchisee's perspective, what we always try to coach them on is franchisor is one of the most important aspects when you're choosing a brand, because at the end of the day, they're your business partner. Basically, right. you're, you're going into business with them. You have to respect them. You have to trust that they're making amazing decisions on your behalf. So the amount of experience, not just in the space, a lot of times a franchisor is very experienced in whatever they're going into, 
but franchising maybe is not their forte. They're just great at X, Y, Z. So the amount of experience that you guys have behind you that you're bringing to this is very impressive. Now you've been part of franchising for a long, for a long time, arguably your whole career. (laughs) And Mm -hmm. when you take a look at all of the franchisees and all of the people that you've come in contact with, are there certain characteristics that you see in people that are more successful? If you had to boil it down and I know different systems can be different, but if you said, these are the top things that I see in people that I know will be indicative of success, do you have anything in that category? I get asked this more than you think, actually. Um, in fact, when we have our meet the team days here, we have all our candidates in. Um, it's it's really a common question. If I had five bucks for every time someone asked me the question, what's the best franchise to buy? Um, I probably wouldn't be sitting here. Um, so it's uh, it's really common um, question. And it's understandable, right? Because franchising attracts a lot of attention to itself. And, and you know, largely, you know, you could argue being one of the greatest wealth creation mechanisms in the world, for particularly for budding entrepreneurs. I think um, some of the things I get asked that are pretty common, besides which is a good one to buy, I usually answer that by saying, what is of interest to you? What are you trying to do? Right? Because they're... There are many that you might find fantastic, but you have to zero in on something. And then I often say to people, what self-assessment have you done? Have you figured out whether or not working in a franchise and um, business model is actually for you? Because the old cliched saying it's you're in business for yourself, but not by yourself and franchising is very true. And some people, when they think of entrepreneurialism, think of it as some sort of rabid, unconstrained, undisciplined way of doing business, but it's actually quite the opposite the best and most successful business owners are probably pretty disciplined at what they do. Uh, and what I, um, when I talk about entrepreneurialism in the context of franchising, we talk about it's managed entrepreneurialism, right? It's choice within a framework. We have pandas, p- panels of vendors for franchisees to choose from, right? So when, when you become a business owner in, in Homefront Brands, uh, with the exception of a few things, you've got a choice of vendors to choose from to deliver certain services to you. Um, but largely, the business is there, is there for you to run. Right? One of the things we preach here about responsible franchising is that we make sure we get out of the franchise owner's way. All right? We have all of these tools, supports, people, all that kind of thing, but we don't want to get under the feet of the franchise owner. Right? They put their money in, they get trained, um, they've got all these things, resources that can tap into but we just want to let them go and do it, right? And that's where our coaching comes in, right? We, we want to coach ourselves not to constrain the franchise owner and we want to uh, make sure that um, that they're maximising their time working on their business so that it grows. The other thing that when Raya say that is it sort of leads into the people, um, what, what defines success is a few things. One, it's utterly attitude and character. I can boil it down to those two things. A lot of people come into franchising, and I've seen this, and they think, oh, it's a business in a box. Um, I just take it out of the box, add water in the form of money, and it just grows, right? <laughs> and that's that's not the way it works, right? They have to apply themselves. Whether they're directly managing it or managing it through a general manager or employees, it doesn't matter. They have to apply themselves. They should be knowledgeable about what they're getting into and how it works, and they should supervise their business in the right way. If they're going to be a hands-on owner-operator, they absolutely need to have good disciplines and follow the playbook around how to be successful, be a great team player by participating with their other franchisees and making sure that they're doing 
um, they're being a great team player, but it's attitude, character, and then resilience, we call it. Resilience that will grit, whatever you want to call it. You've got to, business is hard, right? If it was easy, everyone would do it, right? There wouldn't be any risk involved. But there is no such thing as a risk-free business opportunity. So the, the, the key is to have resilience and be able to resolve conflict in a healthy manner because you're, you've got a business partner and a franchisor. Um, at Homefront Brands, we work very hard to make sure we convey what business partnership means to us. We have the franchisee at the centre of our, or franchise owner at the centre of our organisation. We want to make sure it's a great user experience for them. That's why we work hard to stay out of their way and just make sure they've got the tools to get what they want. But we're looking for people that have great attitude, great character, um, and um, because a lot of people have the money. Uh, that's not the issue. Yeah, it's it's attitude, character, and their level of resilience is really important because often they're signing a, a 10-year franchise agreement and it's a relationship. You, know, you want to have a healthy relationship and any relationship, there is give and take, ups and downs. That's all normal. It's how you manage that is the defining thing between excellence and mediocrity in our opinion. I agree with everything that you said. And to me, it also boils back. We work with our clients on the front end to say, okay, what is your personal compelling reason for wanting to invest in a franchise? You are typically either moving towards a goal or away from a pain point. And we want that to be the focus because business ownership is hard and you've got to mm. have that grit. You have to have the discipline. There's going to be great days. There's going to be stressful days. So I always Absolutely. remind clients to center it back to what their why is. Mm. So with that being said, I would love to know your personal compelling reason for being crazy enough to be in franchising for your whole career. What is keeping you coming back to this space? It's a really easy answer for me because, again, I get asked this a lot. Um, it, it, it's and I've had my ups and downs, right? Don't worry. I mean, it hasn't all been perfect. Um, I've, I've made some money, lost some money, um, made lots of friends, lost a couple along the way. It happens, right, in business. Um, it is it is so exciting to me. It's I love that it is an entrepreneurial playground. Um, I love the fact that it's managed entrepreneurialism, right? It's not crazy risk taking. It's it's measured risk taking. Um, it's um, and just the characters in there. I mean, I've been very fortunate. I've worked across a few different countries. I've had I've, I've met many people from different cultures. One of the more astounding things to me, and it never ceases to fascinate me, is the global applicability of the franchise business model. It is literally in every country around the world, in one form or another. Yeah, you know, where there are people every day making the decision to either start a franchise company or franchise their existing company or invest in owning a franchise and start their entrepreneurial journey. Um, it is, it, honestly, if you traveled the world and saw how successful it is in markets all over the world, people would be incredibly impressed by it. Um, it's been good to me, you know, at the end of the day, when I stop doing this, I'll look back on it and I'm fairly sure I'll be able to say it was really good to me. I loved it. Even the bad times, you know, we'll, we'll call them not bad. We'll just call them learning experiences. And, um, you know, we think, I think in, in the overall scheme of things, it's just to me, I've done the corporate thing, right? I've worked in global corporate um, and that's fine. It's, it's got its place and people are happy there and can thrive there. That's fantastic. But when it boils down to it, this is just a little bit more than than um, corporate. It's it's far more exciting, and I still get, you know, I still get excited every day about turning up 
and getting involved, even the tough conversations with franchise owners when things aren't going well, um, don't what stress me out as much as they used to because now I understand it's a normal part of the journey towards success. And, um, yeah, very been good to my family, been good to me. Love it. That's always great to hear, especially, you know, as you're you're looking back on your career and acknowledging it's not always perfect. And I think so many times when we look back on things, we tend to pick out only the positives. But to be mm. able to look at it as a whole and say, may not have been great all the time, but it is an amazing wealth creator for so many different people. And I love that you have a global perspective on that because for us and so many people, we have just the United States to look at, but for you to be able to see it from a global perspective and the, and the impact that it makes in so many lives is, is really oh, a neat thing. It's, it's, I tell you, it's extraordinary. Um, it, it, you go to India and the amount of businesses that are franchised, they're not just the um, ones that come from overseas. Um, and just the, the one, th the measure of, for me all up is the diversity of the sectors that use franchising to expand. Uh, there's, and certainly in the United States, I would say this is the most lucrative and sophisticated franchise business marketplace in the world, right? It, it won't be too long before it won't be the largest, but that's a good thing. You know, we, we want franchising. If franchising is growing all over the world, it's good here for the United States as well. Right? It, you just want a healthy, vibrant business sector. Um, and, you know, the old rising tide, tide lifts all boats analogy is is very true. Um, we want we want everyone in that in that ecosystem of franchise business models to be successful. Franchisor, um, franchise owners, um, vendors, customers. You want everyone winning out of it, and that's what we're trying to do at Homefront. We want everyone winning out of their participation in the franchise business model. Winning is never a bad goal. So, Michael, we ask we ask two questions. The one we just mm. asked you in every podcast, and then I have one more for you to end this podcast. And sure, it is. I imagine traveling, knowing so many fantastic people, having so many experiences. You probably have been given a lot of advice. If you had to boil it down to the best piece of advice you've ever been given in business or in life, what would that be? Ah. Uh. Yep, I do get this. I do get asked this a bit too. So my piece of advice is this: don't die wondering. If you think or you're wondering, how do I create more wealth for myself and my family and change our narrative or change the my legacy? Um, if you're thinking about doing that through business ownership, um, stop thinking and start doing, because you won't know until you have a go. That is a fantastic piece of advice. Thank you so much for joining us today on the podcast. We really appreciate you taking time for us. My pleasure. So if you'd like to learn more about franchising and diversifying your portfolio through franchising, email us at info at franpathconsulting.com. Follow the Fran Path Consulting Podcast on Apple or Spotify. Please rate and review us five stars. You can also follow us on Instagram at FranPath, Facebook and LinkedIn at FranPath Consulting, or go to our website, franpathconsulting.com to take your free business assessment. Mm -hmm.